This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast and the Becker Business Minute Podcast. We are thrilled today to be joined by the brilliant Matt Wolf. Matt's a leader at RSM. He's got a great perspective on what's going on in the private equity world at all times. Matt, can you take a second to introduce yourself? Then we'll talk to you about what are you watching currently? What are the big trends you're watching currently? Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. Uh, Matt Wolf, I help lead our healthcare private equity services here at RSM. I've been kind of in the private equity deal advisory team now for about 15 years or in that space for 15 years, most of it at, at RSM. And I serve our clients uh, through valuation work, but I also have a role where I, I study what's going on in the macroeconomic environment, what's going on in the industry and what is, and kind of sharing that perspective with our clients and our people serving those clients so we can um, all better navigate this rapidly changing environment. And, you know, one of the the interesting things I thought we could talk about today, Scott, that we've been seeing in more and more deals um, that, that are closing is, you know, with the increased inflation or interest rate environment, right, we're seeing a lot more kind of creative and specialty financing of deals where we're seeing specific assets carved out um, and being fi- and financing the purchase of those assets through separate vehicles, right? Not just the single sort of term loan at you know 300 basis points or 500 basis points over SOFR that we saw back when money was you know essentially free, right? Um, interest rates have increased now. We're still obviously seeing deals close, and uh, but now sponsors are are getting a little more creative with um, how do you finance all aspects of that deal and seeing the value and carving out, you know, equipment purchases, for example, to uh, specialty equipment financing teams that can get better rates. They understand those assets better. And, you know, in an environment where money was free, it didn't really make sense to do that quite as much or in all deals, but we're seeing a lot more, more of this sort of um, specialty approach to financing as, sponsors do everything they can to reduce the, the cost of capital and making acquisitions. Thank you. And talk a little bit about what does that specialty financing look like as the financing world changes some? What does that look like? Yeah, so there's a lot of, depending on the asset class, and there's a range of originators that, um, you know, what they bring to the table is often they're not uh, not affiliated with a specific bank, although some banks do have pockets of this. And so they can access a variety of different pools of financing for these assets. But, um, you know, one, what I think more of the value is, and I'll use healthcare as an example, because that's where I do almost all of my work specifically on the client side is, you know, they, they really understand imaging equipment or other medical assets, right? And they, they know the value of these, they work in it day after day, and they understand the economic benefit of these assets and are more comfortable um, underwriting those uh, or originating those loans and finding the capital for it because they just understand it better and they have kind of maybe a different risk tolerance than say a traditional bank. And, and that can lead to reduced cost for the sponsors. Got it. Thank you. Any names of the specialty finance firms you would mention or, or, well, you're not talking about like the Monroe Capital, the Bearings Bank, you're talking about 
Yeah, yeah. Others. I mean, those and, and and others. Yeah, I won't I won't name names, um, but because uh, partially just because it, it varies so much by industry, you know. So if you're looking, if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, "Hey, this is something I should look into," you know, ask around in that specific industry. That's the other thing I would suggest is that because the value is really understanding these assets, you want to work with a, a specialty financing group where that's all they do, right? If you're buying a company that tests semiconductors and there's a lot of equipment involved in there, you know, you would want to work with an originator that that has done a lot of those deals before, understands the equipment that goes into there and can help kind of underwrite some of those those loans. And and you you can save yourself, you know, a couple hundred basis points on it. It's it's now it we're at the we're at the point in the yield curve where it's worth a little bit of extra legwork to uh try to split out some of these financing, get it off the term loan and um, see see how else you can finance some parts of these purchases. No, just absolutely fascinating, Matt. Matt, so specialty finance, anything else you're watching is the macro environment goes through different zigs and zags, sort of interest rate acceleration starting to soften a little bit. Inflation's still there. Job claims softening just a little bit. Uh, unemployment softening just one bit, but still very strong. What other trends are you watching closely from a macro perspective? Yeah, I mean, yeah, on a macro perspective, you know, we're recording this a day before we get the November jobs report. Um, the ADP data that was released yesterday as of this recording was certainly a bit of a, a surprise. Uh, you know, it's not ADP data is not always a great predictor of where the Bureau of Labor Statistics data is going to come in, but definitely, definitely something to watch across ecosystems. Um, you know, specifically for healthcare, we're we're looking for hopefully another forty thousand jobs added. Um, but we'll we'll see where that comes out. There's some significant risk, I think, to the downside in some of these projections. And watching that unemployment, you know, we um, we talk a lot about consumers. They, we we saw the data from the Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday shopping week or so, which is generally about the strongest. That's when consumers spend a lot of their money. And and that was strong. We still estimate that consumers still have some pandemic savings left over to the tune of about $1.5, $1.8 trillion, most of which, again, is um, connected or concentrated in the upper quintile, you know, sort of the top 40% of income earners. Um, and we're expecting to see some resiliency there and you know it's too early to call anything but we're starting to see a little bit of a, an uptick in equity markets which also will probably re, um, encourage consumer spending especially at those upper quintiles right as a high income earners see their portfolios doing better they'll be more willing to spend some of that savings that they still have hoarded so you know this this balance between consumer spending consumer sentiment and unemployment um you know, it's something we look at every day, and we're going to get a lot of, a lot more insight and information on that tomorrow when we get those labor report data. But um, you know, the consensus forecast for labor, as I look at my terminal today, is is two hundred thousand new jobs, and hope, hopefully, uh, we're around there. We'll see if uh, we get a miss to the magnitude we did on the ADP data or not. Right, but it is a fascinating world because if if the jobs are high, if new jobs are high, it causes the Fed to be more aggressive. If they're low, it forces the Fed to be more careful, the Fed to be more careful, and then stocks go up, 
and, and the wealth effect has a big impact on consumer spending. And, you know, people don't, you, you know, you, you and I've seen credit card debt is back up, home equities back up, but people borrowing home equity, people using their credit cards is way back up as, as you have this balance between people spending down what they've hoarded the last couple of years and, and what may happen going forward. But what a fascinating situation. Matt Wolf, one of the best mm-hmm. in the business. Thank you very much <laughs> Thanks, for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity Becker Business Minute Podcast. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you, Scott.